everybody, this is Kaysen, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Kids, This is Titans Talk with Kaysen, a very official Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, my mom. Hi, we are back in the studio. How are you? I'm great, how are you? <laughs> I think you can already tell, right? I'm yeah. doing great. Let me guess. Titans mm. 27, Chiefs 3. Ah, ding, 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 ding. High five to that. Yes, sir. We have the big dub. Two dubs Sunday. over Two big dubs t- over in, big a, teams. in a week. Two dubs in a week. Three dubs. Um, Well, three straight dubs, but two big dubs over two big AFC contenders. Mm-hmm. The epic, epic, epic Titans-Chiefs game from this past Sunday, like you just said, the score, 27 Titans, Chiefs 3. Yeah, uh, it was a crazy game. And honestly, if, if that 51-yard field goal didn't bounce off the crossbar and in, it would have been 27-0. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy, I heard a statistic, is we had four sacks and to the Chiefs' three points. Right? Yeah. We had more sacks than they had points. They had, we had we more like sacks it that than, way. They had, than they did as a team. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So good. So Sunday's game was also, like we had talked about in the previous week episode, it was the Titans' Playmakers Women in Football game that the Titans hosted, sharing the love with women who love football and who have made an impact in the NFL and in their communities. And I was really, really blown away at how much the Titans just embrace the female fan base. And I feel very, very, very lucky because I was one of the people featured. I know, I don't really like to talk about it. But uh, yeah, it was really an awesome privilege. They featured videos from the Tennessee Titans Fan of the Year, our friend of the pod, Stephanie Perkins. You know, she was honored because she created a group on Twitter called Ladies of Titans Twitter. It was before the 2020 season, and she said, hey, if any ladies want to have a conversation about the Titans, um, you know, she saw a need within the female fan base of the Titans. You know, it, it's just kind of taken off. And so she has been honored for that. And in addition to that, they had a giant tailgate uh, before the Titans sponsored this. And for all of the ladies who love Titans football, Miss Amy Adams Strunk showed up. It was it was just amazing. They also featured, of course, the Queen Mom herself, Miss Amy, with a beautiful video just talking about the contributions that she's made within the NFL being a female owner. And in addition, there was the 12th Titan Sword of Honoree, Sean Johnson. She is former Olympian and incredible person who's gone on to do many incredible things since she was in the Olympics. They also featured a really beautiful video about Tina Tuggle. She is the Vice President of Community Impact for the Titans, and she's been with the team since almost since the beginning of them moving here to Nashville, and she has worked her way up And she has done some really amazing work within the community and the organization. And they featured female fans that have made differences in the world. Healthcare, it it was just really phenomenal. And again, I feel really, really lucky to have been included in this amazing group of women. Can you tell the listener what exactly you did? 
Uh, Yeah, in case you missed last week's episode, I was asked by the Titans to announce the players' intros. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And it was beyond a dream come true. I got to be up there introducing the greats and it it was uh well what do you think about me playing the the recording awesome. of it right now okay yeah you ready I for want, that i want to hear it you want to hear it again yeah okay all right and introduce carrie go and now introducing your offensive starters titans season ticket member and super fan carrie zapper That that was it. I mean, it, it, I still crazy. Oh my goodness! So my perspective was being in the uh, PA announcing booth, along with the amazingly talented Matt Rogers, the Titans PA announcer. He is the full time guy, and he crushes it in my opinion every week he I mean this is a very stressful job just being up there I mm, it was very intimidating for me he made me feel so welcome and shout out to him and to David Schindler friend of the pod Lance Smith best hype man in the NFL be sure to check out our conversations with him uh, on previous episodes 13 and 34 And a big thank you to all of the guys that were in the PA booth 
helping me just have the best experience ever. So I could see you guys. It was literally across the field. We sit on the visitor side and the PA booth was on the home side. So I could see you guys out there. How was it for you listening to your mom introduce the offensive starters? Well, first of all, it was just, I don't even know what to say. It was just, (laughs) it was so incredible. Like that's, that's my mom up there. She's reading all these players that are one, are some of the best in the league. Yeah, and that we talk about all the time, and that's pretty amazing. It is honestly, I'm just so happy for you. Like, Aww. like I this know is you bi- came up to me before I left. Uh, well, I had to leave early in the morning on Sunday, so I saw you the night before, and you just kept saying how proud you were of me and how excited you were, and it was, uh, yeah. Thank you to the Titans. And I just found out, they're still trying to confirm it, but there's a very strong possibility that I have broken an NFL record, I think, of sorts, or made NFL history, rather. Yeah. By being the first female to announce any PA anything, whether it be calling a game or player introductions or anything um, ever in the NFL. I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you, honey. It was crazy. It's still crazy. I'm still enjoying it. But man, we've got a a packed show and we want to just kind of jump right into it. But before we get into it, Mm -hmm. um, we I just want to say we got a special shout out on the radio from our friends (gasps) on the on the three HL on one oh four five the zone, Ron Slay, Don Davenport, and Brent Doherty and guest Buck Rising, they shouted out our show and your player intros. Oh my gosh. Those guys are so nice. They, I mean, the whole show, they're, that's so kind of them to share the love, give us the flowers. I mean, yeah. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much to Ron Slay, Don Davenport, Brent Doherty, and our, our friend of the pod, Buck Rising. And listener, you can check out our conversation with Buck from December in previous episode number 27 and find all of these fabulous people and their shows on 104.5 The Zone. That's my best radio impression. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How about we play that clip right now? What do you think? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. I saw that uh, Carrie Romero uh, got the opportunity to do the introduction. I saw her in the press box, and she was very, very good at it. Hey, man, she killed it. If you haven't seen it on Twitter, go check it out. She killed the introduction. Who is Carrie? I don't know, but she killed uh, it. She's one of these uh, ladies. That there's there's like a group on social media. It's called like the Ladies of the Tennessee Titans. Oh. Carrie, is, uh, Carrie is one of them, uh, and they, they had like a, a, a special tailgate to honor them yesterday because one of them was selected. I believe her name is Stephanie. She was selected as the Titans fan of the year representative at the upcoming Super Bowl. I know that Amy Adams Strunk went to their tailgate yesterday. I walked by it on my way into the stadium and got to say hi and take uh, take some pictures with everybody. Um, Carrie's, a, Carrie's a really interesting, uh, really, really interesting story. Um, and she hosts, uh, her and her son host a podcast that oh. the Titans have now made officially theirs. Yeah. It's called Hey Kids. It's Titans talk with Kaysen. Yes, um, we, we met, met her. her. We oh, met, we met her. Yep, we met them at Buffalo Wild Wings last week. Yep, we know Terry. Didn't know jerk. she had that voice like that. Yeah. No, oh. listen. She she got she got up for it. I watched the video back. Wow. She, she did a better job than I would have done. Hey man, yeah. she had me hyped. That was hey that hey that's what salute man because 
People don't understand, man. You put this mic in front of people. People, people a lot of people will freeze up. <laughs> no, a lot of people freeze up. That's true. And she did. Not a play. Uh, Jay on YouTube says Carrie on Twitter is at I am zap girl. So check her out. Yeah. There you go. All right. Hey, good stuff, Buck. Appreciate it. Thank you so, so, so much. 3HL. Seriously. That was so kind. And that they remembered us was really awesome. Um, yeah. And, but shout out again to Buck Rising. He was kind of the driving force with that. But for Ron Slay, former professional basketball player, to be so kind with his words about my PA announcing and then for them to remember about, you know, that we have the podcast and to shout out the podcast on their show is very, very kind. So thank you, 3HL. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. So my favorite play from the game yeah, was... Yeah, talk about it. Um, man, there's a lot, but I think the one that stood out to me the most was, um, it's not the play that anyone's thinking, it's the Tannehill run, and what I thought was so cool was the misdirection on the Tannehill run. Yes. Um, he, he got the defense going in the way he wanted him to go, mm-hmm. not towards him, mm-hmm. and I thought that bootleg was just an incredible, just an incredible play fake by this, by a Chiefs defense that has been absolutely uh, skewered by, by things like that, so... I thought that was just great misdirection. And I totally thought Derek had the ball. Yeah. It was so good. It was so smooth. What I thought was that he tossed it to him and then he tossed it back to him. Mm-hmm. But it, he had it yeah. the whole time. Um, I thought I just thought that was incredible misdirection and play reading by Tannehill. So uh, shout out to Ryan Tannehill. That was a great play. So what was your favorite play? Mine was the Derrick Henry uh, Wildcat. Um, but my favorite is that Mike Keith calls it the King Cat. And now that's what it's known as in Titans land Um, with all the Titans radio. It's the King Cat. That was actually one more that Patrick Mahomes had for the whole game. Yeah, he had a better passer rating than he did. Yeah. Um, And, you know, because there's so much to talk about uh, right now with Derek being the MVP, I mean, it's really all over the league. They keep talking about it. Um, But it's quote-unquote a quarterback award and so I kind of thought well he's like okay it's a quarterback award I'll play quarterback (laughs) just made me laugh it's it's really cool but I you know what like I had last week I have I do have two and I don't know if I'm gonna say this right but it's the Kevin Byard peanut punch yeah yeah um so it he he picked off Mahomes and I didn't realize this but that brought Kevin Byard up to he's currently leading all of the NFL safeties with a PFF grade of 90.6. He is the first out of 83. And we're going to give a shout out to Two Tone Blue Nation on Twitter for that fact. Can you explain to our listener what a peanut punch play is? It's just like where... Well, in your perspective, what is yeah, it? Yeah, the opposing player just knocks, just punches the ball out of the carrier. Okay. Yeah. Not so, even he's but holding it's pretty, it. It's I would guess it's a pretty. There's a there's like a video on like the history of on like YouTube or something. So, oh yeah, listener, check that out. I'm gonna Google that because uh, I'm learning every day. Like the all origin, the time. like the origin behind it. Okay, I was so impressed with watching that play again. You have to punch it in such a way that you're not you're not going to get a pass interference or not a pass interference, but a, some sort of penalty, right? Right. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's a really skilled thing to do. So shout out to Kevin Byard, the mayor of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Yeah. 
But, you know, there's so many plays that we could continue to talk about. So, listener, be sure to tune in to one of the other Tennessee Titans podcasts. It's called The OTP 4D with Mike Keith, and he has guests on there, Rhett Bryant and Amy Wells. And they have a fantastic breakdown from the whole game. Their episode came out the day after the game. Yeah, shout out to them. Uh, They have some really interesting things on there. Oh, I love it. So here's some more interesting things from our friend of the pod, Mr. Jim White, in his article, Six Things That Stood Out for the Titans Win Over the Chiefs on TennesseeTitans.com. Impact players on defense. Big defensive lineman Danico Autry was a disruptive presence all day. Oh my gosh, he is a beast. Autry Telly, two sacks, four quarterback hits, and two tackles for a loss, in addition to three tackles. The number one key this week was to put pressure on the quarterback, Autry said. That's what we went out to in practice this week to work on. Autry was hardly the lone playmaker. Titan safety Kevin Byer continues to make plays. He punched the ball out of Mah- when Mahomes scrambled, resulting in a fumble and a turnover. Rashawn Evans picked off a pass for after fellow linebacker David Long Jr., who's been balling out this year, mm-hmm. deflected it, and he recovered a fumble late, late in the game. Safety Dane Crookshank, who started in place of Amani Hooker, led the team with eight tackles while Long was everywhere, and Dupree and Landry also recorded sacks. The defense just... They're on fire. Yeah, they are. The, they, it's the They've really improved these last oh games. Oh my goodness, yeah. I feel like they're clicking... What is that saying? Clicking on all cylinders, I yeah. think. Yeah, just on fire, and we are here for it and can't wait to see more. Another thing that was in this article was the get-up-and-go offense. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill came out firing, completing his first 11 passes as the offense raced to an early lead. It was a continuation of Tannehill's finish to the Bills game. Everything was clicking early for the Titans. Mm-hmm. Tannehill, who completed 21 of 27 passes for 270 yards and a touchdown in the game, threw a touchdown pass to A.J. Brown. A.J. also had his 10th career 100-yard game, by the way. But on this day, when running back Derrick Henry's streak of 100-yard games ended at 5 as he was held to 86 yards, Henry threw a touchdown pass to tight end Michael Pruitt on National Tight Ends Day. Oh my gosh, yeah. I just didn't I didn't even think about that, but that's exactly the play that I was talking about that was my favorite. Wow, happy National Titan Day to Michael Pruitt. Yes. <laughs> it was that kind of day as the Titans built a 27 to nothing lead and well never re- really looked back. We got in the end zone and guys made plays, Henry said. That's all you can ask for. I love that. I love that first of all, Mr. Jim Wyatt's a really great writer. So, listener, please check out his article. Like Kason mentioned, it's called Six Things That Stood Out for the Titans Win Over the Chiefs. It's on TennesseeTitans.com. And he writes this article every Monday and puts it out as a great recap of the previous week's game. So, we've got some Titans trivia. This is pretty crazy. The first one, um, there were 69,484 people at Nissan Stadium on Sunday for the Chiefs game, and that broke the record for attendance that had just been set at the Buffalo Bills game six days prior. And that wow. was 69,419. And um, just a little fact for anybody that didn't know, Nissan Stadium opened in 1999, and it was originally called what? Adelphia Coliseum. That's right. That's right. And then it changed to what? Nissan Stadium. Oh, an LP field. Yeah, that's right. Ryan Tannehill's 105.2 passer rating 
gave him his 21st performance with the Titans where he recorded at least a 100.0 passer rating, which ranks third in franchise history. He passed Marcus Mariota 20 games and is only behind Steve McNair 40 and Warren Moon 33. So, Kaysen, um, can you explain to me, um, and maybe your listener doesn't know this either, um, can you explain what a passer rating is? Yeah, a passer rating is calculated using a player's pass attempts, completions, yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. Oh, okay. So, passer rating in the NFL is on a scale of 0 to 150.3. Mm-hmm. All right. Passing efficiency in college football is on a scale from negative 73.6 to 1,261.6. Yeah, it's a lot different in college. I guess so. There's like 74 to nothing below its regular way. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. I don't really follow college football at all, but um, I kind that's a pretty of do. interesting stat. I kind of do for yeah. the excitement. Yeah. And, and maybe seeing some future Titans. There you go. We have one other thing to mention in our Titans trivia segment Um, from Emily Proud. She's local reporter, sports reporter on WKRN News 2 here in Nashville. She said this on Twitter Sunday after the game that the Titans defense, I think I mentioned it earlier, the Titans defense had more sacks, which was four, than points allowed on the Chiefs, which was three. The last time they did that was in 2018 when they shut out the Giants in week 15. I remember that. I kind of remember it. I know you remember. You have much better memory than I do of the games and what happened in each one, um, which is always amazing. I'm always just so impressed with your knowledge. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was zero points and three sacks. So who all had the sacks for the Titans this week? Yeah, so Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, and Danico Autry. Yeah, crushing it. Yeah. Again, defense is crushing it. Here's our NFL football fast fact. According mm-hmm. to ESPN Sports Analytics writer Seth Walder on Twitter, the top 10 in pass rusher win rate at edge in week seven. The Titans have two players on the list. Linebacker Ola Adeni at number two, and Harold Landry tied for ninth along with Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaquille Barrett from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Incredible. Yeah. And it just keeps, I mean, the Titans just keep um, rolling. Yeah, they do. Well, it's that time. We love this part. I know I do. It's Mr. Jim Wyatt's Britches Report brought to you by Guess. Guess who? No. (laughs) That's right. It's brought to you by your mom. Take it away, Mr. Jim. This is Jim White of TennesseeTitans.com, and this week's britches report is white jerseys and white britches. So, all white unis again this season. Yeah, I like it. What's it usually called? It's like Um, Stormtrooper? Yeah, Stormtrooper White. Yeah, Stormtrooper White. Do you like that combination? What do you think about it? Yeah, I really like it. It it's it's it looks really uh I thought it looked uh really cool in the outdoor game against Seattle. But I'm also pretty excited to see it indoors against Lucas Oil Stadium, especially if they open the roof. That'll be really cool. We love to see it. And uh now we have some Titans Uni Tracker facts, as always, brought to us from Titans Uni Tracker on Twitter and on Instagram. Be sure to check out that amazing content of all things Titans uniforms. So according to Titans Uni, 
We are wearing this combination. It's the same as the last win over Indy last yep. season at the game we were there for. Yeah. And it's indoors. So I like it. The first time they wore this combination since the Titans became the Titans in 1999 was on September 8th, 2002 in a 27-24 win over Philadelphia. The all-white combination has never been worn at home. Did you know that? I think I did, but not really. Yeah, it is actually only been worn on the road. We are 5-1 and one in the new uniform redesign. Yeah. Also, this season, they wore repeat uniform combinations from victories over the Bills and the Chiefs. And I think it's kind of a boss move a little bit um, that there's some sort of strategy to the uniform. I, I think it's just showing, hey, this is what we beat you in before. Just want you to remember. And then they beat them. Yeah. And we're going to beat you again. Shout out again to Rob Naylor from Titans Uni Tracker. All right. It's that time. It's the seventh graders forecast and Kaysen's keys to the game. Do, 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 do. Thank you, Mom. So my forecast is the Titans are going into Lucas Oil Stadium to face off against the Colts, who are three and four after starting the season one and four. Uh, they've had two straight wins over the 49ers and on, previously on Sunday Night Football mm-hmm. and also the Texans in a 31-3 win when, in their last home game. So the Titans are going to be tested with a Colts team that has given some good teams some trouble. They gave the Baltimore Ravens a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baltimore ended up coming back to win that game, but they gave them a fight and the Titans need to be ready for that after um, well, a handling of the Kansas City Chiefs. So mm-hmm. this is definitely going to be a, a battle. Um, for this is this will also just make a statement like who belongs in the AFC South title, which um, is us. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's gonna be a battle. So, what do you think that? What do you think the Titans need to improve on? I mean, honestly, it seemed like everything like we talked about earlier was just clicking, and I I don't know how much. I mean, I can see. I'm thinking offense, maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as like, I don't know, but the guys they brought in, they really did great. Yeah. Um, but Tanny still did. He got one sack. I think one thing that they can prove on is building continuously on leads until like mm-hmm. the final few minutes. The Titans did not were shut out in the second half, but I think that they need to improve on that. Um, mm-hmm. Just like build, just like padding the lead. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's, that's what that's, I always like. I always really want them to just keep scoring. I really wanted a blowout, you know, and, but super happy with the win. No matter what the score was at the end, it was just always, always very happy for a win. Um, yeah. So, what are your uh, what's your keys to the game? My first key is pressure. Carson Wentz is back and he's healthy. So the Titans deal with a very unhealthy Carson Wentz back in the game here. Um, this will this is why was be he a, unhealthy? Because he heard he hear because he hurt himself against the Los Angeles Rams back in week two. What uh, happened? He got sacked by Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. And but he, what happened specifically? So he had two ankle sprains, mm-hmm. and um, which I don't even know how he was able to walk, much less play the game. Yeah, That's a, it is a testament to you know determination when you're really wanting to to get out there and and do your best. Yeah. Um. So the Titans need to get some pressure on Carson on Carson Wentz, who mm-hmm. has been throwing the ball efficiently. And they got some pretty big pressure on Mahomes last week, and I just um, want to see that continue. 
So my second key is is pad. And the reason I say pad is I just talked about it. The Titans padding their lead mm-hmm. earlier um, from the game. Even when they're dominant, they just want to continue like building some of that padding for the um, for the score. I think that'll be crucial against the Colts, who uh, are pretty good at coming back. So, in other words, give a lot of distance between yeah. our score and our opponent, which would be the Colts this week. Yeah. And so my final key is MV King. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All of the yeses to the king himself. Yes. Let's hear about it. Yeah. So um, Derrick Henry has just been dominant over the AFC South in a long time, especially Jaguars. But uh, (laughs) the Colts, he's also been pretty dominant over. Mm -hmm. He had that huge stiff arm against Darius Leonard, who said he was going to shut him down. Um, I want to see that again, except this time in Indy Mm -hmm. um, with all their fans watching. I remember we saw a lot of his big plays in person in Indy last year. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Walking out of there with the win, that was just... It was beautiful because we were actually there Yeah, to witness the whole thing. Now, do they have turf or grass? They have turf. I was going to say, but we would love to see grass stains all over Carson Wentz jersey. But Yeah, that could happen. It could be paint from yeah. the field. We'd like to see paint on his jersey. Yeah. Blue paint. Yeah, the pe- <laughs> or white paint, depending on yeah. what they wear. Yeah, true. But yeah, I mean, we just want the king to rack up those yards and mm-hmm. get consideration for the MVP award. Exactly. And just prove that anybody can have it. Mm-hmm. And I would actually like him to also get nominated again for the FedEx Ground Player of the Week award. And I would love to see him get another angry run scepter from Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football. Yes. Love to see that. That would be really cool. Awesome keys. I'm here for all of it. The forecast, everything. High five to that. Well, this week's listener of the week, uh, the shout out goes to the Cook family from Franklin, Tennessee, mom Kelly and son Baylor. They have been listening to the show for a long time, and we are actually coming up on our two-year anniversary at the end of November. Can you believe it? No. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and, you know, we are so grateful for them tuning in every week. So shout out to Kelly and Baylor Cook. Shout out to Baylor. Tighten up. Tighten up. Please find us on Instagram at Titans Talk with Kaysen. Send us a DM where you're listening from, and we might mention you in a future episode. Be sure to share with your friends and leave a, a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would just mean a lot to us. Yeah. Personally. And- You can catch this show wherever you listen to any of your podcasts, wherever you're listening from right now, or at TennesseeTitans.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, listener, to Hey Kids, This is Titans Talk with Kaysen. This is Kaysen and Carrie signing off. But don't forget to tighten up and be Tennessee tough and beat Indy. (laughs) 